Welcome to The Ether. Today is Friday, April 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether is brought to you by Luart. Luart is the first gamified NFT platform built on the Terra network. Luart provides a seamless minting and trading experience, all while earning you rewards just for being a user. Be sure to follow them on Twitter and join the community in the Discord server for the most up-to-date news and announcements regarding all the hot new NFT launches, platform upgrades, and new projects hitting the secondary marketplace. Are you ready to put your helmet on and join the movement? Find out more at luart.io. This episode of the Ether is also brought to you by Intern Capital. Everyone knows interns make the world go round, so when it comes to picking out your interns, make sure you choose the best. The best you say, that's right, the best. And everyone knows all the best interns come from Intern Capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter and keep an eye out April 14th for the Intern FT Mint launching on One Planet. Links are in the show notes. And for more information, check out intern.capital. Be sure to follow Intern Capital on Twitter Twitter for daily ship posts and stock tips. TerraSpaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. Today on the Ether, the IBC Gang Bare Metal Alliance Validators AMA. Let's take a listen. What's going on, everybody? How's it going, everybody? Good, good. How are you doing? Good, bad. It's a good day to be alive. Happy to be here. Exactly. Feeling the same way. What's up, Clay? Start getting everybody in here. Bring the speakers up to the stage. What's going on? What's going on, everybody? Glad to see you here on this Friday night. Yes, or Saturday morning, as the case may be. I was going to say, if we're on the uh, other side of the world, though, it might be morning time for some people almost. Real early. We got everybody up here so far? Anybody else? Cuckoo, cuckoo. Well, I think we got a a good little group in here. Start to uh, get going a little bit. Um, So, just so everybody knows... uh, Welcome to the uh, Cosmos Spaces Twitter space today. We're going to talk with uh, a group of validators uh, throughout the Cosmos uh, who we're going to call the uh, Bare Metal Alliance. Um, and what is the Bare Metal Alliance? Um, we'll go into that a little more um, as we go on, but just kind of a brief over overview of it. It's um, validators who um, kind of got together just to, you know, push forward the idea that validators in the Cosmos should be validating um, on the hardware that they own. Um, and not hosted on some server like, you know, Amazon or Microsoft um, so that we can really push forward the uh, true ethos and <clears throat> of uh, decentralized networks and make sure that we can be self-sufficient as we uh, move forward and make sure that we're sustainable. Um, so after saying that, I just want to maybe go around and uh, start introducing everybody. Um, Sunshine, if you want to kick it off and introduce yourself, Marty or, uh, or Matt, either way. Hey guys, how's it going? We're uh, Sunshine Validation. Really happy to be part of the chat. Uh, yeah, we're we're on several different chains right now. We're on Atom, Osmo, uh, Nomic, Chihuahua, and Regen. And all of our uh, we own all of our own hardware, and we are one chain per server right now out of a data center as well. 
Yeah, one chain per strength. Like I, that makes management easier, I find. Yeah, and just also for like redundancy, if anything were to happen to a server, we have backup going, so it's easier just to go in and spin everything up into the new uh, into the new server than it is to have to take two chains off and then put them onto a whole new server. And yeah, it, it, hardware redundancy makes it a lot easier. Oh yeah, cool. Uh, Reese, you want to go next? Introduce yourself to the to the crowd. Sure thing. So I'm Reese. My validator is PB Cups. I am also one one chain per validator and i am on the dig chain as well as osmosis and then i will also be on the craft chain whenever we go live with that so i work on craft economy i do some things with notional in relation to craft economy automation bots all the the fun sorts oh yes yeah he's a really rapid learning programmer uh yeah yes he is um I don't suppose anybody here knows how to build the the special any protobuf files for the SDK, right? Because I think there's like one person on Earth who can. <laughs> Sorry, I've been like I've been I, I like you know this was at eight a.m. and I usually work late, so I've actually just like been up all night. And uh, oh my god, this one thing is very special. Oh, yeah. All right. And uh, Jacob, you want to go ahead and introduce yourself to the crowd? Most people are familiar with you, but uh, if you just want to go ahead and kick it off and then maybe go in a little bit more about the uh, Bare Metal Alliance, please. Yeah, sure. Um, so, hey, I'm Jacob. And uh, when I started validating in Cosmos, I did it out of this site. used to have this really tiny and quite old apartment in downtown Hanoi. Um, and like the weird thing is that it worked right so you know at the time certainly the conventional wisdom uh was like you can't do that you need to be in a data center or like build a data center and as for the build a data center part a little bit of truth to that in, in that like you need some data center ask features, but like it was a huge and interesting learning experience. Basically, what I found was that, well, uh, actually, you you can run a validator in your residence with without terribly much difficulty, and uh, so, well, I actually I, I no longer do run it in my home. Um, an office down the street from my house and uh that's where we validate from but it's still you know relatively residential class internet um and uh what can i say here it's you can validate from pretty much anywhere i have tested validation on 4g so I got into this, and the reason is that a little bit obsessed, and I do mean that maybe in the unhealthy way, with network design, okay? Um, so, like, really, really interested in seeing network systems that are highly resilient, and my thinking has always been, I mean, for years, even before I got heavily involved in Cosmos, that... Um, that you can't really like build a true decentralized system in the cloud. 
And well, I was successful in, you know, doing one out of tiny little Hanoi apartment. Um, and so now I've put together this guide to building what I called a, a closet validator. Um, I'm looking to build systems that are no larger than a cubic meter. Um, and, you know, are basically like scaled validator sets, setups. Um, give you a little context, you know, on Notional and Scale. We validate like 25 chains now. And um, actually, to, to any new validator, I probably not advise the strategy that we used at Notional when we were growing because um, validating a chain is a, a very long-term commitment. There's actually no exit, um, especially as your like stake level rises. There's not really a way for you to stop validating. So, you know, I, I guess I, I'd, I'd recommend being a little choosier. Oh, and by the way, I used to be a history teacher, and I, uh, I don't know, now I write a lot of code and have a engineering services company, I guess. Yeah, that's that's what I do. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah, Jacob. Thank you. Jacob, what was the first chain that you started uh, validating for? Oh, so... Um, uh, you want you want to know what it was? Uh, Gaia five thousand one. Uh, there was a Cosmos Hub testnet. I validated that chain under the moniker Drone Energy, and that particular testnet blew up. They were in the habit of doing that, and uh, you know what? I never touched um, the Cosmos network. Well, actually, I, I touched Cosmos quite a bit, but not as a validator for maybe another two years after that. Um, basically, like, Drone Energy is a Bitcoin mining services company uh, that I helped start in Buffalo, New York. It's still operating today. It's like my one successful uh, exit from a startup. So, woo, I own a piece of a Bitcoin mine, and it's just mining, which is awesome. Um and we helped to convert basically like power plants uh, into Bitcoin mines so that they could operate more efficiently. Weird rumor about Bitcoin mining is that it's not terribly green, but actually if you use them to essentially like load balance the grid, power plant is dirtiest when it's spinning up and spinning down. Um, so, well, it, it actually saves money at times for the operator and then of course makes money uh for the bitcoin consumers anyway i was doing that and uh well i got back into proof of stake when i left that company in 2019 and uh did a stint with a, a group called the systems and i worked for sonny king he's like the originator of proof of stake and uh later that year i saw a jaquan tweet and it like, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm looking to start a team so just like reply to this tweet 
They did. Then he started a forum talking about wanting to build some hardware. Well, so like Bitcoin mining intersects with hardware very heavily. And also I'd done work in hardware like right when I'd left my teaching job. Um, that was July 2014 when I stopped teaching. And, um, you know, basically like I failed quite a bit when I stopped teaching and became an entrepreneur. Um, you know, basically one after the other, but the first several were hardware related. And um, so I said, yeah, you know, I think I can help build some hardware. Um, interestingly enough, that was open source CPU cores, which I was sort of a pipe dream. It was pretty interesting research. Um, the reason open source CPU cores are, are a pipe dream is that the peripherals around the core are proprietary, therefore tainting the core. So you can't really have an open source CPU core currently anyway. Um, and the goal of that work was to like actually produce one. So that project, you know, it essentially failed. Um, and along the way, uh, I entered the, you know, the Tendermint company and uh, began contributing Starport and such. And then I heard, oh, there's this, this, this Akash thing, right? I barely knew what it was uh, and jumped on and uh, something really bad with my proof validator. I didn't double sign, but I was like, I was the lowest ranked validator on the account. <laughs> Gosh, we did not watch, that's for sure. Um, and uh, uh, so, yeah, it was a cash, but things really changed with osmosis. Um, osmosis, let me say about osmosis precisely. Who really kicked off Cosmos, in my opinion. Like, if Osmosis had not, I don't know, if they hadn't broken off and done what they did, which basically just sort of forced IBC into the mainstream, I think Dex was definitely needed. Um, then I, I don't think we all would have had the year that we had, actually. And certainly that's the case for me because. After beginning to validate osmosis and beginning to relay, I kind of figured out the whole IBC integration thing and how much of a better setup Cosmos was, and then began to engage with clients uh, building chains. Holy smokes. <laughs> That's a lot of information. Yeah, Jacob's got a big brain. <laughs> um, so I kind of want to get into some questions from uh, some people we have. Um, from the audience. So if you actually do have any questions, feel free to uh, DM us, um, feel free to come up on stage, you can ask them, um, whatever you'd like, whatever you're comfortable with. Um, and also too, Gaines, have you posted uh, the link to the Discord up top yet? No, no, I'll get that posted here in a second. Thank you, kind sir. Just so everybody knows, Gaines is filling under the weather. So uh, everybody send him some good juju. Um, he's holding it down, still uh, being here with us while he's 
he's hurting. <laughs> um, but we're doing a Discord uh, a giveaway in the Discord. Um, all of the uh, the validators up here pulled together a little uh, uh, Osmo to give away uh, for tonight, uh, just to celebrate and have fun and to give it back. Um, so we're gonna do a little giveaway. So um, if you want to do this, we're actually gonna have you guys DM either me or Clay. Um, that you want to be entered in the D of the giveaway. And we're going to add you guys on to uh, the wheel spin uh, little app thing. And then we'll do the spin live and do the giveaway um, to um, a few people. Uh, we'll divide it up because we have a good little chunk. Um, and so uh, now that we got that out of the way, um, DM me your questions as well too if you have them. But the first question I want to get to, um, Jacob, is uh, kind of an important one. So... Validators have a lot of responsibility um, and a lot of power, uh, you could say, um, in the network. Um, so one of the questions we have is, what is the point of owning your own computers if you're part of an alliance? Uh, surely we'd be better off with independent validators on AWS. It would be much more decentralized. Um, can you explain like what your thoughts are about that and like, like maybe emphasize and explain how the point of this alliance per se isn't to pull together power? Um, but to more be like uh, a group that's just trying to push the network forward in a healthy way. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so, um, let me AWS and other cloud providers. But let's focus on AWS because actually there are a lot of proof-of-stake networks that like if you just nuked Amazon, right, there would no longer be that network. Um, so, well, that's, I mean, you know, that's really a huge single point of failure problem. But then there's another thing. Um, when you use a cloud provider, uh, they host your file system. And, well, on a validator, most validators, unless you're using what's called a remote signer, and most do not. Um, I currently do not, but I have. Uh, if you're not using a remote signer, then your private key is in the file system. Okay, now, you don't own that file system. Amazon owns that file system. This is the place where the problems begin. And in addition to that, I mean, if... We wanted to say, get aggressive. And what I mean by aggressive here is just like, we're really looking at these networks as a disruptive force. Then at some point, it's pretty likely somebody somewhere is going to try to unplug one, right? For whatever reason. So if you have all the machines on, say, like a single cloud provider, you will most, you know, it's my opinion that you will eventually get unplugged. But there's worse. Um, so, all right, I've just covered Amazon, and, like, that's one thing, and I don't think that validators should host really in any cloud. Um, but there are, of course, like, varying levels of good and bad when it comes to cloud services. But to take it, you know, a step further, um, well, like, if you don't actually have possession of those keys, then you're not really protecting the network. You're kind of endangering it 
Well, what do I mean by that? Okay, validators have a key that signs blocks, okay? And if you compromise enough of those, well, you can actually compromise the chain. To compromise the tendermint chain, you need 66%. Okay, so it would be no small task, but on osmosis, that is 17 computers. Okay, and uh, on Juno, that's 29. And 33% on Kava is two, but I don't know what their 66% threshold is. The chain will stop when it loses 33% of the power. Now let's talk about Coinbase Cloud. Coinbase Cloud takes private clients. They don't tell anybody who those private clients are. And uh, they, you know, will host validators for people and not disclose. It doesn't really matter about disclosing the validator's identity, by the way. In fact, I'm like, for example, if Pupmouse released code, or for example, if uh, Wasmington, you know, voted or coded or, you know, participated more than the occasional weird comment, well, guess what? I'd actually be in huge favor of them operating how they do because having validators with identities whose identities are not known, it diversifies the network. But check this out. Coinbase Cloud will operate validators on people's behalf. And yes, I suspect I know which ones are run by Coinbase Cloud. No, I'm not going to say. Why? Well, because my suspicions are based merely on watching machines miss blocks at exactly the same time. Um, and the fact that Coinbase Cloud, they used to be called Bison Trails, and they've been a long-standing infrastructure provider in the space. But like, so check this out. I'm fully aware that Coinbase Cloud and other white label providers, if you were to attack or unplug them successfully, and by the way, uh, Bison Trails kind of like they came to be, uh, well, it's a, it's a cube cluster, guys, like one. So, yeah. I'm, I'm sure it's a nice Kubernetes cluster. It might even be multi-region, okay? But it's a cube cluster. So, I mean, that compared to a validator set that is 100 or more individuals at their homes or offices, Nobody knows where they are. Yeah, I, that's that's why I'm promoting this, you know, bare metal alliance. And then, okay, so why are you talking about it being an alliance, Jacob? Well, I'll tell you. Okay, because it's harder. That is it, bottom line. Like, doing all this, guys, I'm, I'm sitting in a room with, like, 15 computers, okay? And it has backup power. Um, it has three internet lines. Now, mind you, these are all kind of like hacked together systems that I've made really reliable over time. And then I released a guide to building. So, all right, that's, that's kind of the reasoning though. So two security points, one being, well, you know, in the cloud, there's lots of funny things that can happen. And then the second one being that white label providers you know, we're always using them. And if they get unplugged, well, that's, that's another threat. And so the most distributed that you can be is to just 
have people validating from their homes and offices. What would you say the the cost difference is between uh, bare metal and like using cloud services uh, for like a validator that's getting started or like, what would you, is it substantial or not that much? Or would you say it's mostly the work, like you said, where it's more difficult or what would you say? Yeah, I, I would, I would actually say that it is mainly work. Um, there's, okay. If your power and internet, if, if you're lucky enough to live in a place where those are very reliable to begin with, well, um, fact of the matter is that, like, it, it may only cost, say, a thousand bucks, you know, to, to pick up a computer. And, and frankly, you can validate on less. You could probably validate on a $500 computer. Um, you do need those basic requirements, though. That, that, that's why the majority of the guide that I wrote actually deals with making your power and internet reliable and then making the decisions about like, okay, is my power and internet actually reliable enough to do this crazy thing? Because what, what you are doing at the end of the day is you're setting up a tiny little data center. Um, you know, no doubt about that, but it's just, I mean, I found it pretty interesting how small we can make it. And frankly, like, yeah, I wasted a bunch of money doing it. What I mean is, by doing it, by screwing up, you know, I was able to release a guide that allows people to do it for far less money because I made all the mistakes. Awesome. Yeah, it's definitely not an easy thing, like taking that responsibility in-house rather than leaving all that work up to somebody else. Um, so it's it's definitely it's good for for pushing the network forward, but it's uh, not an easy task, a lot more responsibility, a lot more work, um, like you said. Um, so Callum, he came up to stage. How you doing? Uh, and he's a drinking Twitter space, sir. We're good yes, on yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. We're on that Cheers, friends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, I just wanted to ask, sort of, do you think in the future we're going to see an exit strategy for validators implemented? The fact you raised it, I think, well, we've been trying on Twitter quite a bit, Jacob, about, I think, when you raise it, I thought, yeah, that actually does need to be defined an exit strategy. Because it is quite unfair on validators that may want to spin down that sort of almost random can be at loss if they're not active or not aware. There's no sort of set process for spinning down a validator. I just wanted to get some thoughts on all the validators about that. I couldn't find a way to do that. And, and, and like, um, I didn't want to check. You're the Callum who wrote the, uh, the set app version. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> thank you so much for that. Seriously. Um, okay. So, an exit strategy for validators. Um, I couldn't figure out a way to define one. Like when, um, who's this guy, Mad Cat One from the Osmosis uh, like support community, right? He delegated to me. And at one point during, it was ah, the, the wash training prop, I was like, you know, if this thing goes no with veto, I'm just going to like sort of step back because like osmosis is not what I thought it was. And it turned guys, you know, that prop failed and, you know, people do actually think wash trading is a concern. And I never wanted to shut down my osmosis validator, but like wash trading screwed up everything with centralized exchanges and actually a lot of capital markets. So 
um, it was easy for me to take a higher stance on that. And then the guy comes to me, he's like, you know, there's like no way for you to do that without hurting your delegators. And like, I'm one of your delegators. And I was like, well, dude, I, I could be responsible about it. Like I, I could announce it like a month ahead of time. And he was like, well, yeah, but like, what about the people who check their wallet like once a quarter? You know, Ooh, they will get screwed. Those, that's a new factor that I noticed. Because when you re-delegate, there's also a cool down on that. You should probably actually give more than that notice because if someone has just re-delegated to you and then you decide to spin down your validator, they're stuck as well. So there's actually no possible way. So maybe we should start opening a discourse about how the SDK can maybe help validate spin down because that's a completely reasonable task to complete and how the if I mean, in most chains nowadays, if a validator wants to spin down, another great one will join the set. And there's people actively competing for sets right now. I think a lot of the, the people in this call with the, with the Cosmos Hub expansion and even on Osmosis, like you guys are fighting for spots, which probably shouldn't happen. But in a way, there's a, there's a set validator set. It's proof of stake. But there's, there will be, if you want to spin down a validator, there will be someone who will be wanting that spot in a way so yeah, i think this is quite a good um, bit of discourse to open so how would you do it keeping in mind that like that slashing is part of the security model that's that's the thing that i couldn't figure out i was like oh, holy yeah, crap no, no, i'm not saying that i'm aware of a solution to this i just think that if we can get a discussion started then maybe someone smarter than all of us can come up with a solution <laughs> well, I think uh, Meow's doing it right now. Is gonna, what's that? Uh, Jay Cartnell, uh, his validator on Juno is doing that exactly right now. Yeah, he's, he's announced like down. a couple weeks ago he's that he's been, yeah, yeah. yeah shut oh, it I down actually delegated and... to him. <laughs> <laughs> I know, me too. And I was like, wait, what the heck? You know, and I was like, okay, I got to delegate. But, you know, it's going to be interesting because he did give people a lot of notice. He's changed his name. He, but like he you said, there's still the people that only check like once a quarter. Yeah. So it's just like it's interesting because there should be a way to, like you said, like in, like the protocol should have a way to like adjust to that and keep, like you know, keep get those, you know, validators that are like really shut down, get those that stake back in the active set yeah. somehow. But how do we approach that? Is a good and I'm question. Not like saying that, yeah, there's not a correct or wrong answer. It's just maybe we do actually need to start thinking as we sort of mature as an ecosystem as. People may want to leave the ecosystem, you know, not, you know, not everything's great. I mean, even Jacob said, and I completely respected the opinion of with the wash trading that he was ready to take a step back, which is quite a big step because that's quite a big financial incentive to validate on osmosis. Maybe I'm being completely wrong here, but I assume validating is profitable. And yeah, I mean, what Notional it, it, does. Profitable. That, that was actually something that kind of bugged me about, uh, Something Popos said recently, which was that, like, the direct quote was, if you give your validator the zoomies, you're basically breaking even. Um, I mean, that's just not true. Okay. I think that Notional spends a good deal more than most on our gear. And no, we, we, we do much better than break even. Um, although I should say that overall, our validators represent more like an investment position and don't generate too much like actual cash flow, if that makes sense. Like it's not, we, we don't really sell what we earn. We just stake it on ourselves and 
okay, we figured a few years, that'll be really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, probably, that's probably better than you selling, right? Because that proves you're validating and believing in, you know, that this will be around as a long-term position. That's better, I think, if validators. But yeah, I think it's a tricky one for validators and also the sort of SDK and chains as there. There is actually no set way. I mean, if you want to give a year's notice, if you want to shut down a validator quickly, you can't give a fucking year's notice. There's no way you can do that. But yeah, I think the best. best. um, I mean, not to be grim, right? But if I die or another validator dies, and guys, this this will happen because people die. No, 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 there will be. Yeah, it's a decentralized set of people. It will happen, yeah. Yeah. Um, And like, okay, so if if we look at that as an eventuality, um, you know, preparing for any kind of exit where delegators don't get hurt, you know, that, that just looks more and more important. And yeah, I totally agree with you that, that, you know, we're not prepared for that right now. Yeah. And I agree. There's also sort of, as I come from smart contract development side, there's only so many, there's only so much I can save people from their gullible selves beyond a certain point. You do have to make the cut off of, Oh, if the user wants to shoot themselves in the foot, we kind of have to let them. And that's just, at the minute, it's the harsh reality of quite a lot of things. Same with smart contracts. Like, I work on DowDow. We've had a guy recently come in, and he's bricked a DAO with 100 Juno in, which may, maybe it's not a lot for some of you, but it's a decent amount of money, right? It's, uh, I don't know what the current, what's the price at the minute? I don't know. But if we assume that that's like $15 or whatever, that's a decent amount of money. So yeah, he came in, and there's only so much we can save people from themselves. And maybe it is a little bit on the responsibility of the delegators to be sort of active with their validators. But I do get there is also a responsibility that of not everyone checks their their portfolio daily, weekly, monthly. It's it's a hard one regardless, but I think it's a good course of discussion to open. Yeah, I def- I definitely agree that it's it's something that's well worth kicking off and discussing kind of like as an ecosystem as a whole. Um, even if we don't look at, and I'm, I'm aware of people who'd, who'd like to leave various validator sets, um, and can't, and, and like, I guess to simplify our decision-making at Notional, after I spoke to Madcat one, I was like, all right, screw it. You know, whether I like the direction of the chain currently or not, doesn't matter. I'm just going to announce like, we're very, very long-term. I'm I'm actually I'm trying to figure out like a way of disclosing some kind of a succession plan uh, without creating security risks, which is hard as hell. Basically, just sort of signaling to the community that for the 25 chains that we're with presently, um, that's it. You can count on us. The corollary to that, though, is if we feel like a chain isn't moving in the right direction, well, if we've decided to make such a long-term commitment, you know, we basically must uh, advocate really strongly. It makes us more political. That was another thing that I realized when I was speaking to Madcat. Yeah, but you should always be able to exercise your right to leave, which is why this whole discourse is a thing that maybe there's an argument that validators currently can't exercise. And what you've said 
sort of hints that they can that validators are sort of stuck because they have this almost duty of care to their delegates or the service they offer and there's no safe way to do that. But yeah, I just think it I think this is a really interesting discussion. If no one else does, then they can kick me off the stage. But hey. Any of the speakers here would like to add to that conversation? Please feel free and chime in. Marty, how are you doing? Hey, Marty. Welcome. Good. I, I, I was thinking about what you said there. And, you know, what came to mind was this difference between a bare metal um, validator and I'm sending, you know, money monthly to Amazon. Um, you know, I, I could definitely see where if I have a real serious operational expense to Amazon or Azure or whatever your favorite place is, that getting out is there's 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 economic ways to be motivated to get out. But if you're running, you know, basically a bare metal, it's like your ongoing expenses, giving somebody three years to get off your you know, validator is a lot easier, just seems to me. But just thoughts. Thanks, Mark. Well, um, I mean, I, so here's, a, here's another piece of that realization, right? Basically, if you want to serve your delegators well, you actually want to really, really shoot for the top of the rankings. The reason for that is it lowers the risk profile of your operation overall. So, like, the lower you are, I, I, I uh, okay, okay, I'll admit it. PV Cups, it was me. Um, uh, bumped him back into the active set uh, a couple of hours ago. Uh, and, um, like, basically, when, when you're low in the, the rankings like that, your delegators actually face higher risk. That's why I was really into Prop 191. Actually, that would be an interesting topic to discuss because people kind of got the impression that it was about compensating validators and it will affect low-ranked validator compensation. I think me being in the middle, probably no effect. Um, but like the really, really key thing is that those delegators who delegate to low low ranked validators actually take greater risk and currently that risk is not priced into our model i would agree with that i mean i i don't know what prop 191 is off the top of my head um but on the tara side you know there there's definitely some discussion about um Kind of round robbing, round rob, round robbing, <laughs> sorry, um, automatically delegations, so that the 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 least endowed, there's a good word, um, they get a sufficient stream to get them to be well, maybe not well endowed, but medium endowed, and. You know, it's definitely, I can, I can see your point about the smaller or the more difficult it is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, well, it's not, not only more difficult, though. For the delegators, 
So like, forget about the validators. Assume that they're all crazy, crazy rich, right? We're not concerned about their earnings at all, right? Instead, think about the people who are delegating to lower rank validators. One, they're taking greater risk because their validator could fall out of the set. And then two, they're the ones actually making sure that the consensus mechanism gets exercised. Because, I mean, yeah, if you want to be economically as efficient as possible, well, you would have exactly one validator. That would be super efficient, guys. It would also completely defeat the purpose of tendermint consensus and having a blockchain and decentralization and all that good stuff. But it would be super efficient. Hey, Sunshine, I've seen that you uh, unmuted yourself. You want to go ahead and uh, add to that? Yeah, just on uh, prop. Yeah, the, that prop was pretty disappointing for me because I did feel like it had a chance to kind of uh, throw a bit more decentralization at the chain. Um, not just because the delegators take a higher risk at the bottom of the chain, but also because now you're incentivizing um, more delegators to come to the bottom of the chain and hopefully spread that vote power out a bit more. And I think even how we saw that vote get voted down so fast shows kind of the need for that because we have just the, the top, you know, five to seven validators vote no on it. And there you have like, 50% of your no vote or 30% of your no vote, whatever it works out to on Osmos right now. And uh, it would be nice to see a bit more decentralization away from that. And I feel like it was kind of a step towards that. I think that, um, to sort of jump in, I think that proposal is actually quite misunderstood from sort of delegators. I think a lot saw it as a bad thing when in reality, a lot of you guys, which I remember seeing, were actually finding that it was a good thing, and I was of the case that it was. Because I do believe that, well, we need to encourage more decentralization, and the more decentralized the network is, the safer, the lower sort of validators in the set actually get if the network is more decentralized, because ideally, right, you'd have it evenly split, but that's just not how the world's going to work. Different validators offer more reliable services and that sort of thing. But yeah, I think 191 uh, was actually probably, is it rejected? I don't know if the voting closing it, right? It probably is, right? It was quite a while ago now, like last week that that came up. But I think that it definitely, but I think a lot of, I think the problem, I'm going to probably say quite a hot take here, is a lot of osmosis uh, voters are degen yield seeking voters. And we see that I think the band protocol, their their osmosis external incentives matching passed when Jake uh, Meow actually actively tweeted out that these guys aren't upgrading their IBC. And if that doesn't fucking um, sort of say my opinion on this is we we're hitting a point with osmosis. I mean, even they forked the fucking UI to split out to have this frontier versus normal osmosis for this. We need to start actively seeking, which is why I also respect Jacob's proposal on removing the X, uh, X key or however that's it, sort of the key foundation incentives, because those proposals are coming. Whether you sitting in pools farming yield like it or not, those proposals are coming. We're going to have to start selecting these projects we want to incentivize. And I'm going to be honest, a lot of these projects on osmosis don't deserve this. And I think validators that argue and vote no, sort of like the, I mean, one of them I know is Polkachu, who will shit post and say sort of 
I think Hope NFT re- recently applied for external incentives matching and they just replied, no, what the fuck is this coin? I think we need to actually be sort of, sort of incentivizing. We should only be incentivizing sort of coins which actually bring value. Like, I'm going to be honest, what the fuck does Hope NFT do? Like, I'm saying it's a coin on DowDow and I work on yeah, DowDow. Keep, keep, you know, keep, keeps people hopeful, right? Keeps, keep, keeps people having hope, you know, they get those good feelings and vibes. And they get to talk about hope. It's a nice name. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, that's actually all I I know you were just playing down with that, but yeah, I just think people are gonna very quickly not like the reality of osmosis. Is that these one hundred percent yields? Look, yeah, they're really sexy. You know, you're earning a lot a day. But they're gonna. We're gonna hit. Like, is it a furthering on osmosis? I think it is. Right, that's approaching quite fast. I think very quickly the yields, and we're going to have to be more picky. Um, let me propose an alternative to that, which might actually end up causing more controversy, like in the long run. So check it out. I figure that osmosis is an enormous beneficiary of the glorious thing known as the Cosmos SDK. I'm pretty sure that everybody on the team would agree with me, you know, on that particular point. And that thus far, in many ways, Osmosis has actually subsidized the Cosmos SDK and evangelized the Cosmos SDK. And furthermore, Anna goes so far as to say, I think we all cool with it. So my thought is like this. If you're a Cosmos SDK layer one, you connect to Osmosis. We pass a GovProp that actually says that by default, you get some low level of incentivization that's given on a consistent basis from like a stream, okay? And let's say that there's some uh, requirement of a matching from that chain. I'll give you guys an example because I feel like we did well with Dig, but I'm also really curious people's opinion on this. And by the way, we screwed a bunch of other stuff up with Dig and then World War III happened. So, (laughs) with, oh God, I won't even get into the whole Ukraine thing. It's kind of awful. They had really, really good, crypto laws and um then you know oh my god war that was so bad um anyhow so like the the way that we handled osmo onboarding so i studied all of these different approaches right i didn't really like the lbp because i felt like users had a hard time understanding it so okay well we won't do an lbp then um and So, all right, what do we do? And what I noticed was there was a dark pattern. Uh, The dark pattern is having crazy high rewards for a month or two weeks or five weeks. So instead of going all dark pattern, we took two and a half percent of the supply of dig. And that that external incentive is there for a year. There's still like, I don't know, 300 days left on it. when it gets down to 30, we'll put another year on it. Um, that way, it's like it's a consistent thing and a consistent level of incentive to provide liquidity for DIG, with one of the goals being price stabilization. So if that were on the Osmo side as well, this is what I'd love to get people's feedback on, actually. Osmosis, we're doing a similar low-grade incentivization of everybody using the Cosmos SDK and 
blacklisting, say like if somebody's, you know, maybe making a thousand bucks of uh, trades per minute, for example, or actually let me take that a step further. Guys, with the tooling that they clearly had to do a thousand bucks a minute, I assure you they could have done a thousand bucks a block. That's every six seconds. So there's that too. Oh, no, no, yeah, I, I appreciate the work you did, and I actually posted on that proposal in the sort of, I think I, I was a no until the end. Was it a no? As in, no, I think I was a yes until the end. Yeah, yes, to remove the incentives. And I, I appreciate the work you did to expose that anyway, but I do think this osmosis discussion needs to be sort of add more, the sort of, we need to be more picky. And I do appreciate the direction the team's going with Frontier and that the, the different bridges sort of made that a necessity and i think the community i don't know i i would i'd like to think like that sort of other chains in the cosmos like the airdrop chains that everyone is active on twitter but we need to just stop think chasing yields and thinking of this is projects we want to be matching these are the these are sort of the blue chips these are the whatever and sort of my my sort of hot take of the minute is cw20 should stick to juno swap uh, there's the take of the uh, of the spaces. That's just how it should be, in my opinion, because they're Juno natives. But yeah, there you go. I'm gonna shut up now because I've got a lot of hot takes. Uh, I would like to add on to this as well. So uh, as I've looked into other validators and how they're voting, it seems like the consensus now between validators on Osmosis is to say no to any new chains that are requesting osmosis rewards and only allowing previous change such as um, I believe like Luna and Gravity Bridge and past chains that have the incentives already to like reallow those in the future. And that's what I've seen. And that's why so many voted no on the Hope NFT. And they, Hope NFT, they they personally reached out to me as well to ask about it. So I assume that many validators gave that same response as that's kind of how I felt as well as we should keep that on the the Juno swap because that is a CW token and that's where it came up first. And it doesn't really seem like osmosis is a good fit for them based off of, you know, like, I mean, again, I've kind of looked into their project, but NFTs and with the hope project just doesn't really interest me. So I didn't feel like that would, that would have been a good fit. Yeah. And I think hope NFT is just a lot of promises at the minute. I don't know if there's been any updates or sort of, uh, development on that. Uh, anyone's willing to prove me wrong. I don't want to wish failure on any project. But yeah, I think Hope NFT at the current stage, I don't know if they have any collections launched. I know they've teased some and they've got the Dow Dow and they did a public sale. But yeah, I think I agree with sort of CW20 should probably, with Juno swap incentives, the reason they're applying towards most rights because these incentives, they bring people in. When Raw launches, you know, to ask the when Raw, um, that when that launches, that will in more more CWs will actually seek Juno swap first, right? Because there will be those incentives there to pull people in. It's purely now because there's this gap of sort of Juno swap is there. There's liquidity, and you provide liquidity, but there's no the, the average person doesn't see any benefit to it, right? So yeah, I would also agree on the CW finishes probably Juno swap. I think the Osmosis guys would probably agree. Because I mean, CW20 is on osmosis are currently tagged, so they're clearly trying to differentiate that. Oh, this isn't a native token. This is, you know, a CW20. But yeah, I'll shut up again. I have a question for everybody, and as soon as a hand raised, and maybe you can answer my question real quick, guys. What do you think the five-year failure rate of Cosmos Layer Ones is going to be? Forget the CWs, because I bet it's going to be over ninety percent. 
But Cosmos Layer 1s, five-year failure rate. 80%. Yeah, I was going to say about 90. Yeah, I think... 60-70. So I, I think of it in terms of classical venture capital, so which I've been involved in since the 80s. And there's like the there's the 10 rule, right? So you have seven outright failures. Let's just pretend you have, you know, $10 worth of investment in, in your pool, your venture capital pool. So, you know, and each one gets a dollar, okay? Um, so eight of them are complete failures. So you, you lose basically eight bucks on, oh, I'm sorry, eight or seven bucks in the first seven. I get this right. Um, then there's the next two. And the next two, they get very close to making you the $10. They're better than break even. You know, they make you some money, but, you know, you probably really wouldn't have invested in them had you know of this outcome. And then the last one gives you the 500 to 1 return. So that's kind of why I always think that there's just basically 80% failure and two decent things and you know one incredible success that's kind of my view from you know whatever 50 years of playing this game yeah like i'm, I'm really wondering about that a ton um i'm trying because you know i've done startups right and oh yeah those numbers are real i mean failure rates are crazy you get into it you're very very excited um it's, I think, for most entrepreneurs, definitely like an emotional thing, like you're driven as hell. Um, but like 90% of my projects have failed. And now there's 10 that haven't. And that's, that's effing amazing, you know? Um, but had I not like kept dipping in, one, I never would have hit that 10%. And then two, that, that failure rate's real. The only thing that makes me question it actually is governance and we have not yet really seen layer one chains fail and it's weird. Um, I don't just mean in Cosmos, by the way. I mean, like, generally speaking, in fact, I would I would kind of challenge you to look at like in a certain category of exotic shit coins known as old coins. Okay. These are like typically like low market cap, really, really terrible liquidity. You'll notice the networks are still operating and there's some value there. And it's weird. And I don't know, like, is that a failure? Is that, I mean, it's an economic failure, obviously, right? But then at that point, what, what is that, you know? So I, I take you back to like the 90s. <laughs> and talk about communications equipment. So all of a sudden, you know, minus the, the pure telephony guys um, who thought in terms of analog and this thing called TDM, uh, time division multiplexing, you had this move in data communications equipment in the 90s based on, you know, this thing called TCP IP, the internet, right? And honestly, I would tell you from that period of time, 92 to 97, your five-year thing, nobody failed. That, you know, there were sufficient network effects. There was sufficient patience 
you know, by the people who put in the capital. There was sufficient, you know, growth of the market that really nobody failed. It took over five years because of the pivot that was going on in the data communications network and its adoption. And, you know, I assisted meetings with the data communications companies of the day that were not internet, whether that was Verizon, CXO Suite, or GTE, Telenet, doing X25, all these things you've never heard of. And they'd just be telling me how the internet was going to die, right? (laughs) And I'd be like, no, 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 you really have to adopt this. It's more than just a modem thing, okay? Um, So we may just need a couple more years to see some outright failures there, Jacob. Just, Just a little bit more time. Oh, this this is something I'm tracking. Just it's because like I have associates who let's say are addicted to a couple of old coins. Uh give an example. I worked for this fellow, Sonny King. He actually invented proof of stake. And after he did that with this thing called PureCoin, which is you may want to look into it, not necessarily even as an investment, but like Actually, that one has active development and there is an economy. There's, you know, far larger. But the one I want to talk about is called TrendCoin. Okay. It it is weird. It's proof of stake is productive. Sonny's a mathematician. Okay. And uh, so, like, he's obsessed with uh, it's called the twin primes conjecture. And so it's proof of work chain that. You know, its main mechanism for producing new coins requires uh, novel proofs to the twin primes conjecture. And uh, can I say it, it, it's tiny by market cap, probably should not work. And I, I'd, I'd love to hear your read on that. Because um, if you were to look into it, you'd be like, how does this even function? I don't quite have an answer to that. They're like on an exchange and a half. And uh, well, the network just sort of keeps going. Hey, uh, I can speak on a perspective here, not really from blockchain, but from working with machines. Um, one thing I noticed of just like, you know, I've worked on everything from machines from like 1970, if they're still running, 1980 all the way to 2020 machines, brand new stuff, supercomputers. Um, and an interesting perspective I have that I take into crypto with me is that machinery is evolving, you know, just like you would think in nature, where someone might make a breakthrough on how to set up a certain device, which could translate into like, you know, running a relayer on a certain programming language. And uh, it might be a breakthrough at that time. and then you'll get waves of people jumping on that. So you might get like a few chains starting to run those same exact breakthroughs until that becomes the standard. And then that will shift into like, people will find three new breakthroughs off of that. And you'll start seeing some stuff fade away, just like you would see sort of survival of the fittest um, with people, but you're seeing this with like machineries. And so I think we'll be seeing that a lot too with, cosmos l1s and like 
just the general community as we start plugging everything together it'll just be like this evolution of tech you know finding its groove or just getting left behind yeah so like this one got left behind it's mostly and it's not one it's maybe i don't know probably 100 chains at least um and the odd part about this is that they're all still going it's and i don't know if it's like are they they are merely entering dormant and will ever come back or what that's that is pretty interesting like who's running the servers because it's not it's not just sitting there in the corner someone's actually keeping it online you mean yeah like primecoin requires this this somewhat ridiculous slash ornate uh multi-gpu setup just to you know to give an example um and uh yeah somebody's doing it and it's not it's not sunny by the way by the way i'm not talking about sunny argwa i'm talking about sunny king awesome so really quick we did have one question from the crowd again um it was in regards to uh, governance so they said uh the bare metal alliance means that they will have does the bare metal alliance means that they have one governance alliance as well or will each validator be able to vote uh based on what they want to vote individually oh god i would never tell people how to vote and i don't think anybody else would either because like th- this is really about you know decentralization um and I don't know. I mean, I've, I've called people to discuss governance in the past. I intend to continue to do that. But, like, I don't. It, no. Because that sort of, you know, it. How do I put this? That defeats the purpose of the Bare Metal Alliance because we're, like, trying to actually spread things out. Anyone else like to uh, add to that? Please feel free. Yeah, I just think I just want to like reiterate that I think, you know, I know that when you hear the word alliance, you kind of think like, oh, these guys are like working together to do everything the same. Um, but in this case, it's it's not that, especially when it comes to governance. Um, and I think especially like Jacob would probably be the first one to call us all out if we were all t- trying to just like vote the same and, you know, kind of pool our governance power like that. Um, because like you said, that's that's not healthy. That's not the objective of what this uh, quote unquote alliance is trying to do. Um, it's more so, like we said, just trying to push forward like the ethos um, of being a truly decentralized, independent uh, network, a network of of blockchains, rather than relying on, you know, like these central entities and sources like Amazon or Hetzner or Microsoft Azure and things like that. Oh yeah, you bet your ass that Jacob would call us out, and not just us, everybody. If there's a group of people out there trying to vote on the same proposal on getting in a little group saying yeah let's vote on this you bet your ass that jacob would call him out very publicly as well very very very, very publicly yeah <laughs> gotta love it man thing. but yeah no i think looking in from the outside is a i, I will never run nodes I, this is probably i'm gonna add it to my bio actually at this point but yeah i think everyone sort of knows it's just sort of it's an alliance of hardware in a way as in of how to run a validator not we are we are acting as one it's not like a consortium of validators it's we're we're trying to push this sort of um opinion that everyone should be trying to seek you know to run their own nodes to have a truly decentralized networks instead of leaning on these centralized cloud servers or these other systems but yeah 
I don't know. I don't know. You guys came across. Is, is this been posed as a? Have you guys come across that maybe you've been accused of uh, pooling votes? But I just don't doubt we are. I'm very optimistic when it comes to validators in the public eye. I think that if anything like this was exposed, you'd all sort of suffer quite badly. So yeah, I think the sort of social incentive to act independently. But working together is there enough to stop any of this. It would probably take quite a big bag to get multiple validators working as one. But uh, maybe it's happened, maybe it hasn't. I'm just optimistic for these sort of things. Yeah, I, I, I for one, do not... I'm not very positive on, you know, the kind of the convex curve wars of... <laughs> kind of that model was not something you know I'd, I'd like to see in any way shape or form kind of creep into you know ibc land yeah i think that it's kind of a like a really interesting situation because validators are given a lot of responsibility um not only to just like secure the network reach consensus but also they're given a lot of responsibility in re regards to being like you know the elected politicians in a way um so it's Kind of puts out some validators in a weird spot when they do start to act independently and speak their minds and you know voice their opinions on the governance proposals and then there is some backlash on that it's you know it's i i get it everybody should have their own opinion and everybody should vote the way they want to vote whether you agree with that validator or not you have the power to override that um but i think just the way that things are now like validators truly are given that responsibility and they do need to take that responsibility serious you know, so even like things like these osmosis proposals that are coming up and, you know, like, where do we draw the line? You know, and Hope has been reaching out to the validators that, you know, are say, saying no or that haven't voted and saying, hey, will you vote yes or why did you vote no? And then they reached out to us and I even asked, like, hey, uh, why do you could you tell us, like, why you think you should get incentives and what value are you bringing to osmosis? You know, and it's it's weird to see them kind of go against any validator and trying to rally their community against the validators that are voting no um so it's an interesting kind of situation that we're in so i just hope that like it does evolve and you know we either are okay with the responsibility that we're giving validators and allow them to do that or we find a way to come up with a situation that you know works better for everybody everybody's comfortable with yeah i think we're also hitting a point where i think validators do need to be held accountable or else there's no sort of you know there should always be the right to undelegate, you know, redelegate. There should always be that accountability there. Maybe, maybe not. Maybe, maybe other people differ. But yeah, and I also need to touch on what you thought about government governance. I think this whole Juno situation and sort of maybe sort of the discussion. I think Osmosis recently increased the voting time to five days. I think it was something like that. And then that I think we're actually going to sort of. There's a lot of discourse in this ecosystem at the minute about governance. And as someone who's working on Dada, that's super interesting to me because we're trying to sort of tap into that, sort of learn what we can do. But I think we're, we're sort of learning as we go on governance. And I think that's really awesome, to be honest. I'm just going to do a quick room reset here um, just to update the peeps that are kind of flowing into the room a little late. Uh, this room was started so that you guys can get some information on the Bare, Bare Metal Alliance uh, crew here. And they actually pulled uh, 40 Osmo for a cool giveaway for you guys. And if you guys want to participate in that giveaway, just uh, message or DM uh, Cosmo Clay here, 
and Tricky. Send them a DM with your Twitter username, and we'll put you in the wheel of names, and we'll get that giveaway um, sorted out at kind of towards the end of the show. And yeah, sorry, my voice is a little raspy. I'm kind of, I'm kind of sick. Hey, so uh, I wanted to chime here because Tricky, you were talking about um, responsibility as far as voting, um, and to keep it to the Bare Metal Alliance. Um, from what I'm understanding, it's it's more so of just like running stuff on your own machine, you know, instead of running it through a cloud server. You know, that's kind of where the name comes from of bare metal is you have the metal. Um, but when it yeah, comes to responsi- responsibility, teach each other too. Right. And then and then so the responsibility is like to to talk about this awareness of the dangers of running in the cloud server, um, especially if it's ran by Amazon or some of these big names where, you know, we all know that government can just pressure people to shut down machines or whatnot for whatever reasons. And one of the things that makes Bitcoin so strong is that there's, you know, 500 million people out there running this machine. Whereas we're doing proof of stake, it's much smaller amounts of people. And so it's even more important to like have everyone running this machine on their own bare metal. Go ahead, Jacob. Exactly, Workerby. Well, I mean, so, I mean that, that's, uh, that, that's uh, definitely the concept there. And actually, it's, it's kind of an alliance of independence. Um, not because uh, as one thing that may not be apparent is that, in fact, the vast majority of validators right now do use the cloud. And even I wouldn't say it's the majority, but there's a large number of white label validators out there, too. And guys, infrastructure wise, those are mystery meat. Nobody knows. So we did have a uh, another question, or we have a few more questions from the crowd. Here's another one: Is uh, are there intentions to make the uh, bare metal alliance bigger? Well, yeah, definitely. So I mean, like, I would like to see the standard in Cosmos be individuals and companies running their own infrastructure. Um, now, like, it, here, here's you know, as it goes forward, maybe the extent of the Alliance actually becomes just like, uh, so, so that everybody knows if you go to one of Notional's validator profiles, this is not yet fully complete, but like, if you see me delegate to another validator, well, that means they own their machines, that's it. And, and, and so on, like uh, on Osmo, for example, I was doing like, uh, you know, one Osmo, but it's a signal. Yeah, I think the signal you sent to us uh, was pretty, pretty, uh, pretty good, I like it. Um, it's, it's really cool how the way you're doing this is it's really easy to just call people out and, you know, say, Hey, why aren't you doing this? Why are you doing that? But kind of trying to do this in a constructive way, um, to where we're kind of making it a positive and like encouraging people and making like a community out of it. Um, I think is really cool. And I think is, is something that's really needed, um, to make this happen. Yeah. That's so important. Um, what is that called? Like, uh, confirmation reward or just rewarding good behavior you know even when you're training a dog you want to like give it treats to encourage it to keep doing stuff so it's not about attacking people who aren't but rewarding people who are and and shining some good lights on them and you know what these spaces are are perfect for people that have questions about governance proposals because validators pay really close attention to those proposals because they have you know a ton of delegators so 
if you guys enjoy these type of spaces, we should do it more often. And um, anyone in the in the crowd, if you want to ask these validators some questions, feel free to come up here and request to, to speak anytime, you guys. Sorry, I interrupted you there. Um, go ahead, Kalum. Oh, no, I was just saying that, yeah, positive reinforcement is a good thing. We should probably be rewarding good validators. And I think this has come a lot up. This come up a lot recently, right? That there is no platform for, there's no sort of gauge for validators, really. It's that, that ranking and voting power. So when someone comes into the eco ecosystem, which is probably a good point to raise, is that they're just met with, oh, these are the top 125. Uh, oh, number one, number one is good. 125 is bad, right? When in reality, this could be completely different other than the only reason that that ranking probably stands is because the risk is that 125 is at a bigger risk of falling out the set and meaning you lose out on rewards rather than number one, where you're quite comfortably safe. Whereas these, I, mean, I think recently a lot of people have been talking about bringing in metrics to sort of rank these validators differently. Maybe even some have just suggested just jumbling the list on Kepler. But um, I don't think doing a list fully random, that could have some pretty bad effects. I think we need to start taking into sort of, um, sort of uptime and any other things. And I think it's great that most validators now have quite a public profile. And in a way, they need to be, most validators need to be vocal about, oh, we did this, oh, we shipped this. I do get that sometimes that's a commitment that you probably shouldn't have to make. But if you're running a validator, you need to be loud with your achievements. No one should be humble about what they've delivered to the ecosystem, in my opinion. And even if that just is, you know, a nice 100% uptime coming in here, you know, hitting 18 out of 18 proposals, that's great. I I love I love validators that just contribute, maybe even write articles. Like I think Pokachu guys are really good because every bit of governance they vote on, they publish even if it's just a small article about, you know, um, matching incentives, they will write an article where it's just, oh, this is just our routine voting yes on, Osmosis matching uh, semi-automatic rebalances. That's what it is, I think. I don't know, word for word. But they will try and write an article and deliver value as to, you know, their their discussion on this. And I think it's great that we need to put validators more into the public eye, in my opinion. And maybe we do need a better way of ranking them, in my opinion. And how do you pronounce the name, by the way? I think I freaking bombed it, destroyed it. Yeah, yeah, Was you Caleb? did. Was it Caleb? Callum, okay. Sorry, man. <laughs> Jacob, go ahead, dude. Oh, well, you know, um, I actually think it's going to end up, like, I hope, maybe not I think, I hope that it becomes really, like, delegator education. Um, I think that the most overlooked, like, validator task right now is really software contributions. Um, and uh like trying to kind of put that together here guys it's a high context thing it's um you know especially if you have uh you know if you've been blessed with a, a large level of stake you're a whale cosmos has made you a millionaire or a multi-millionaire and, and frankly guys like i know a number of people who've done extremely well because of this. Um, then what, what I would encourage are a couple of things. Like one, I mean, I'd love it if you delegate your whole stack to Notional, but you might really want to consider spreading that out 
over several. And then in addition to spreading out your steak, you also probably want to like actually speak with your validator. Like interestingly, and I don't know if this, I, I don't know what this is like from the delegator perspective. Okay. Notional has delegators who've delegated literally millions of dollars in assets to Notional. Uh, I don't know them. I have no idea who they are. And it's like this, not on one chain, but on several. Um, and that, that's a very interesting and humbling experience. Like, uh, who was on the earlier Twitter spaces tonight, guys, like the, a gubernatorial candidate, that's somebody who's running for governor, like the guy who leads a state in the United States, in the Democratic Party for the state of Idaho, came on a Twitter spaces and thanked me for my work with the whale. I was like, what? I, like, what world are we in? And then he was like, well, yeah, you know, I, I like, I delegate to you because of it. And like, that's why I'm here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> you know, so like, um, stuff like that, though, uh, one gives the, the validator feedback. I'm like, what's good and what isn't? Because obviously, now I know that, well, really, somebody extremely well-placed thinks that I've handled four, 16, and 17, which, frankly, were really, really difficult, really, really time-consuming well, and that's awesome. Uh, and, um, yeah, so I just say, like, really do try and talk to the people that you delegate to. That was a cool experience for him, I bet, Jacob, just to be able to speak to the actual validator that's you know, all his tokens are staked with. That was probably a cool experience for him. And uh, I do see that uh, a few a few validators have a good presence on Twitter and also Telegram channels. Like Sunshine Validator, he has his own Telegram channel where he can communicate with his people. So I kind of encourage that. We have a Discord channel as well that has a lot more information and transparency uh, concerning our validation services as well, just for people to know. That's really cool. Um, I had to quit Discord as what we do at Notional grew. I like found myself and guys give a little context. Like I'm literally programming right now as we speak. You look at my GitHub. Um, and I just kept finding myself in this position of having to choose between like doing the software dev work or the infrastructure admin work or like being in a billion chats and I, I chose, you know, basically the engineering stuff because um, hey, I really like it, actually. It's a lot of fun. Thanks, Jacob. Uh, Mike, you had a question, Mike? You came up here to speak. Go ahead, Mike. Hello. Good night to everybody. Um, well, um, a few minutes ago, I, I thought about... Um, just uh, mention about the Latin American community because um, we have a, a, a lot of information, sometimes very technical information. Uh, so I'm I'm trying to to follow the 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 conversation the conversation very interesting, and I have to think about the how how we can. Uh, make more easy to understand for the Latin American community because I think right now a lot of people from Argentina, Colombia, 
Venezuela um, are interacting with this cosmos ecosystem um, but I, I'm not really sure that the, the people understand the value of delegate or the the lot of proposal that we have in in a lot of, uh, of change uh, I, I don't know if I, I explain me well no I think you do a good job at explaining it and that is something that we desperately need we need more um, exposure to the you know Latin community and you know personally me and the Cosmos Spaces crew are, are trying what we can to expand and make it easy for other people to understand like what what is this proposal about and you know we, we can always host spaces and maybe get a group chat going on just for governance proposal talks and so, you know really important matters that come but thanks for thanks yes. for Mike we need yes. more more help Yes, Lil, because, uh, well, uh, you know, and also Jorin, uh, I always, um, <laughs> I, I always, uh, I'm asking about um, with who I can delegate my, my tokens in order to, to know uh, who is um, real, um, really um, uh, make make value or or uh, you know using the the real potential of both or um, you know um, like uh, um, make benefits to the community and not only well uh, delegate to, to for for nothing you know yeah 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 basically you, you almost want like some sort of like diagram to show, hey, what validator is using bare metal and what validator is doing what in the Cosmos ecosystem? Oh, this validator, he helps with building, um, you know, websites for cer certain projects. And this validator, he helps relay for certain for certain chains. So I do think we do need more help with that. Yeah. Yes, yes. And I, I think Jacob mentioned something. Sorry, Column. Uh, go ahead. Uh, I'm just going to say that as someone who, you know, I, I'm lucky to come from a technical background, but I would never expect the average delegator getting into the ecosystem to dive into GitHub, you know, track through commits to see who's really driving uh, activity and value to the ecosystem. I would never want to wish that on someone. God, uh, it's painful enough to develop on it itself. But hey, but yeah, it's it's just hard to, we need better ways identify validators with this way but yeah carry on mm -hmm. yeah because i i think also on english is uh very we have uh, also a lot of info information you know that um always uh, we need to to research um get the the, the official sites uh, make careful with uh, with the scammers and and i think jacob mentioned something about the uh, discord channel uh, maybe i don't know if i understand well um, that he uh, switch switch off the, the the channels on discord because um was a lot of people interacting right uh, well basically um so like it's weird i i can actually do this and write code I, i've been writing code 
this whole time that we've been on this call. But um, it, with Discord, I don't know, I get so many notifications and stuff, it becomes really distracting. And um, so I measure my work. And I suppose this is more engineering related than it is like, um, uh, it's more, more engineering related than it is like validator related, right? So I think that um, I'll probably write like a good deal more software than the majority of validators. But like, basically I had to make a choice of just sort of where to focus. Um, and I decided to really double down on uh, continuing to learn the Cosmos SDK, which guys, it's like the most improbable piece of software ever. Um, the, like <laughs> in general, in software, we don't we don't like try to code stuff about people. And yes, but but I, I think I, I get your your point, and it's totally. Uh, I'm I'm agree with you because um, sometimes we have a, a lot of of channels and with a lot of people talking uh, about any any conversation, but but we we are not available to attend all these these question and interact. So maybe the validators have to be more focused on their their work like uh, validators so i think right now um we have like um, a big ecosystems with an uh, big potential and maybe i don't know uh, how many people are inside a, a cosmos ecosystem but i i think the the, the people that right now manage uh, the um, the most part of the information it's little a little group that maybe technologic people and not are available to to attend the all the users you know so maybe it um, we need like a more people um, teaching and make the making the, the information more more accessible to to understand so i want to add on to this um craft economy is the server that i work for it's we're building up uh, a minecraft server in the cosmos sdk so we've actually hired a marketing person who is going to focus on finding ways to market not only the minecraft server itself but also how to better use the SDK and to go into things like staking and understanding validators and all of this. And so we're working extremely hard to reduce the complexity and allow a new user to spend 10 minutes and understand at least all of the basics of the ecosystem. And so we're going to have a YouTube series with that. And then we will also likely go into blogging as well. So that way that we can really bring people in uh, learning it through a game as well as learning it through YouTube videos and blogs and whatever other ideas that we can come up with to try to make it as simple as possible. So there is definitely work being done, but as of now, a lot of the majority of the work is done on the actual engineering side of things, of bringing up new chains, improving the SDKs and other features like that. Wow, that is exactly what we need. Thank you so much, Reese. <laughs> Thanks. 
Hey, I, I can tell you too, as far as um, speaking Spanish or having other languages, um, Osmosis support team has been working on um, translating all of our material to different languages and setting up Telegram chat channels in different languages with people who are who have access to information and can run these channels. Um, so I'm, I'm going to try and get a link and then post it into this tweet. And uh, hopefully we can get you over there and, and you can start talking to people about the ideas you're looking forward to. Thanks, Worker B. And for, the, for people that are um, Spanish speakers, uh, we do have a um, Telegram channel for Spanish speakers. And I'll just translate it here. Uh, just give me a second. Para, para los que hablan a español y necesitan ayuda con cosas así de dentro del cosmos y ecosistema, aquí tenemos nuestro uh, tele, Telegram. Está aquí arriba en el espacio. Si le hacen clic, ahí está el, el enlace para que entren a nuestro uh, chat room. Kind of a Spang Spanglish a little bit, but <laughs> gets the job done. No, you sound a native. Gracias, Mike. Yeah, I also think there's an importance of people if you don't write code, you don't, don't deliver software, or you don't, you don't help out with support or anything, you can still drive value to this whole ecosystem. I think there's a number of groups out there on Twitter, which are, which are sort of language, you know, like sort of language based. I think there's one account that instantly comes to mind because I think sort of there's, there's the Cosmos Croatia guys, which are, you know, in the name, it's sort of a Cosmos community based in Croatia. If you if you ever feel that you can't drive value, just know that you can. Whether this be sort of writing articles in your in your sort of native language, you know, speaking to people, like you are driving value to the ecosystem, and I think we will appreciate you, even if you're just mentioning offhand. You know, there's so many ways you can get involved. But don't think that because you don't write code, you don't. Um, you don't ship software that you know that you can't bring anything and i think even people with non-technical backgrounds will found will, will easily find niches in this industry because we're still in the infancy and there's a lot of um there's a lot of you know there's a lot of space for people that you know can just talk can just you know manage or just you know get ideas out there uh, there are spaces for you and i encourage everyone to sort of engage with people in their native language, you know, sort of create these communities because that's the brilliant thing, you know, it can really bring people together. So, yeah, yeah I strongly, strongly agree. Actually, the next place that Notional is hiring is, is not actually engineering. And uh, for, for a while, um, got a lot of really good feedback about, like, you know, frequently participating in chats and stuff like that. And um, what can I say about this? Like, um yeah discord had to go in order for me to feel, to feel right i don't know it's like um and by the way telegram is fine and and twitter is great but discord had to go <laughs> that's funny i personally just gosh intricky knows this i i don't like discord that much i spend most of my time on telegram it's so much easier <laughs> but yeah Thanks for your question, Mike. I think that brings up a little bit more awareness to the fact that we do need, um, you know, help in the other 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 languages um, that people, you know, talk. Mm -hmm. Yes, but uh, I, I'm really um, 
uh, I really appreciate the 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 things that the cosmos space Spanish are making because I'm I'm learning a lot on uh, in around two weeks maybe gains so yeah yeah your work it's really really amazing Jorin Lil Tricky also Cosmo Clay a little bit on Spanish so yeah yeah thank you for for all the the work that that you make. You're welcome. And it's just my pleasure, dude. I, I love doing this. Likewise. Right back at you. Um, so I wanted to get to some more questions we got from the crowd. I've had a couple of people kind of ask um, a question that kind of is in the same realm uh, for the validators up here. Um, so if they're if for validators when they're in the bare metal alliance, or even if they're not, and they're just an influential validator, are there any like norms that we think are bad that we wouldn't like to see like do we think it's okay for validators who have a large influence to also take place take participation in governance proposals where they have like a direct benefit from that proposal should they abstain like would that be the better route um and also too like is it accepted for validators to uh sell most of their commission or should they roll back most of that commission into uh their stake um what are some of these norms um that you guys feel are are good for validators. So from my personal perspective, I think that any proposal that allows you a benefit, it is, if you do vote yes, you should ensure that you have a communication to your delegators, either through Twitter or Telegram or Discord, whatever you use, that you did vote yes, and that this proposal does benefit you. Personally, I do vote abstain on these, uh, such as the Osmo proposal 191 because I knew that I would be coming into the active set, I voted abstain on that because I just, I felt like while it does benefit me, it's, it should be up to the delegators on what they decide. From the commission perspective, at the end of the day, it really is the validators commission to do best in their best interest for what it is of the network. So if that is them selling it for either buying new hardware or for their own personal living, that allows them to focus more on the, their time in the ecosystem. So if they feel that the best thing is, hey, they can quit their job and sell their stake, that's great. If they want to restake it, that is also great. Uh, but that really comes down to each delegator um, of who they want to validate to, and then the validators' decision on that. And provided delegators don't like the way that that uh, their transparency of what how they're spending their funds or spending their time or whatever the case may be, that they can redelegate to someone else or their initial delegations to others that more align with their goals yeah that's really good insight i think i kind of agree with both of those um you know the being able to vote on something that directly benefits you i think abstain is the is the better route personally i agree but um if you are going to vote you know a yes in favor of it um, you should be really transparent and fully upfront um about that so then you know people understand um ahead of time and they don't come back you know a couple months later looking like hey whoa you know, this is like a conflict of interest. We feel like, you know, it was something that was uh, presented up front. Um, and then as well, as far as like um, the commissions from each validator, um, should they be able to sell those? Should they restake all of them? What should they do with them? I, I, I agree. Like, you know, it is up to each validator to do what they see is, is best with their own commission. Um, they have that sovereignty. They have that right, just like each and every one of us here. Um, but we also have the right to whether we want to support validators who uh, are just, you know, somebody who continues to dump all of their commission and not like reinvest into the network. 
Um, so there is that kind of accountability that, you know, us as people as delegators can have um, to make sure we're delegating the people that we that we want. For sure. And one thing, too, is thankfully, because it's the blockchain, we're able to see their transactions and see, hey, they're always pulling it back out to UST and withdrawing it to this address. And so that can be traced. Um, one thing that I'll be doing personally is if I ever do, whenever I do withdraw commission, uh, I'll make sure that that is apparent in a tweet and likely will be just reinvesting back into my validator for the time being, like getting a larger drive, faster things as as things uh, continue to progress. And then in the future, once it does get to the point where I can't reinvest back directly into the community with the financial rewards is, you know, asking polls on Twitter of, hey, what should this stake be done? Whether that's a small amount of giveaways to validators or investing in new projects or something along those lines to continue to contribute to the ecosystem. Yeah, very well said. Um, does anybody else want to add to that up here? Well, I mean, for us, actually, so at any time that, and guys, just just to give you a little sense of perspective, um, we've been really fortunate. And when I say really fortunate, I mean that Notional Labs now has a team of about 15, if we include part-time. Uh, and so our decision-making process, especially on important stuff that can, you know, materially affect what we do over time, which interestingly, this, this happens fairly often now, um, is that basically I get everybody together, um, and it is a like plain vote, um, just, you know, all right, like. I think we should do X, Y, Z, or Long thinks we should blah, blah, blah with infrastructure. And um, so that's how we do it. Um, so when it comes to stuff like, you know, uh, would we sell rewards for a certain chain? No, probably would not consult the community on that, but it would be something where, like, we discuss that internally and pretty rigorously yeah i think kind of like the uh the key point here is just kind of you know each each individual whether you're a validator or whether you're just a delegator has sovereignty um but then there's also still like the accountability end and the transparency that whether it's something in the tweet or just on the blockchain that everybody can see so everybody has information that they need to make uh the right decisions sometimes maybe they have to look a little bit more for it but um we're in a place where you know things like things like that can be can be found one way or another Bring in Nico here. Hey, Nico. Oh, hi. Um, I just wanted to make a contribution because um, my husband is a validator and uh, we recently started validating on the, some chains. And uh, the idea of uh, transparency and um, uh, accountability sounds very strange to me because the investment in hardware is very expensive. And when you're a new validator and you, get, you keep on getting kicked out of the um, active set, you end up moving your coins to buy new coins to stay active. And if you're an individual and you're sovereign, why do you need to tell the community, hey, this is happening? When it's like a business to you and you're not getting the support of the community in terms of delegation, so why do they get to decide on what you do with your money if eventually you get into the active set and you finally are about the point where you're breaking even? How does that work? It doesn't make sense to me. Because, uh, well, yeah, I don't think that you do need 
I, I just want to say that the, the advice that that I'd give yourself and your husband is that actually what you earn as validator is absolutely yours. Um, what we consult the community on is usually more like governance decisions, but our our decisions about how we operate Notional are strictly internal. Exactly. Like when I talked about, you know, yeah. Yeah, that's my thought exactly, because uh, it gets to the point where we just become a mob and uh, the mob decides what to do. My stand is this. Every validator, every delegator should vote. And when they vote, then they have the power and they shouldn't try and ask, why did you vote this way? Why did you vote that way? Because the person who is dead, who, who runs the validator node eventually has coins, which he has a right to vote with. And so he has the right to vote and have an opinion on the network. And the idea that there should be some kind of a matrix to decide which validator is um, um, uh, adding value or not, I would argue the fact that you are investing in hardware and setting up a node, even when you're not breaking even, and sometimes waiting in the inactive set before you get in, that is enough commitment to the project. That is enough to show that you are committed, and that's enough to show that you are invested. And by the time you're struggling and doing so many things, people might not know how many upgrades are done, how long it takes to get into gen how long the genesis period takes. They don't know all of that thing that happens at the back end. They don't know the fact that you're in different time zones and when there's an upgrade, when Cosmos uh, Viso doesn't work as expected and you have to do it manually. They don't know all that work you're doing. So for somebody to assume that uh, um, you're there, they can see you and so they get to tell you what to do, I find it quite ridiculous because you are putting in a lot of effort. You are creating tools to monitor your servers. You're, like where I'm sitting now, behind me, there's a whiteboard. On it, all the nodes we run are listed there and the dates of next upgrade or things like that. And just to check, I mean, we're constantly migrating to bigger servers. There's so much work involved in this and it makes me really, really irritated when I see people saying, oh, the validator didn't tell me he's voting this way or he's voting that way and he's doing this. I'm thinking... If you have any idea what works are involved in this, and on top of this, we have websites, we have uh, um, explorers, we even run nodes on projects we don't validate on because we need to call the, we need to make calls to the blockchain, and APIs that we make available. Nobody sees that. All they see is, uh, oh, uh, we, you didn't tell us how we vote. At the end of the day, my understanding of this space is, it's a decentralized system. We're here to be financially independent and take charge of our money. And part of taking charge of our money, taking charge of our investment, is actually learning how things work. For your information, my background is English and literature. I've learned how to run notes. I've learned how to do CLI. I've learned how, to, how the blockchain works. I just learn, read, and learn, and ask questions. And I think the, 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 uh, the, the focus should change from the validators being responsible for everybody's problem to people educate yourself read every information is available and guess what if the information is not available in your language google translator works pretty fine it will give you a good idea of what is happening if you're really interested and that's all i want to say thank you for having me anything as a validator just remember that 
And I think that there's the, I, I would appreciate, you know, I would appreciate that a validator, you know, you guys got to eat, cash out all you want. I want you to eat well. I want you're all doing great. I, I would, I just love the fact that when validators, you know, it might not be, you know, it's a luxury that some can't afford and I appreciate the struggle of running nodes. And I mean, I've learned a lot. There's a lot of validators I didn't even know existed here. And in the school, I've literally got in my notes app on my phone. I'm going to just follow everything up and it's going to be great because I just love digging in. But I, I love the idea of a transparent validator. I love the fact that it's like, oh, we're selling X, Y, and Z to invest in this NVMe drive, which is a luxury that, you know, I would just love that as a tweet. That's just something that really gets me is maybe just the, the hardware. Love that they're like, oh, these guys are validating, they're upgrading the node. Like, yeah, that's not a luxury validator in Horde. And I appreciate that you as a validator should never feel pressured to go any certain way. You should never feel pressured to justify a vote other than, oh, we're voting this way because this is what we believe. That's the only justification you have because, as you said, it's your right to stand your ground and you should always be able to stand your ground as a validator and, you know, cash out, do whatever you want, reinvest you know, invest in hardware, just sell it because you got to eat, you got to pay the bills at the end of the day. And that's, I think that's what stands that validators shouldn't be held accountable for the network in a way, but they, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah they just shouldn't be held accountable. And if any validator is sort of chastised for uh, voting in a way, then that person clearly doesn't get the power of the Cosmos SDK that we can override these votes. They just clearly don't understand that, and they're probably not an active governance participant, which, in a way, isn't someone driving value to a network. In my way, and I think we can see that we, we need to see higher turnouts on individuals. People need to stop leaning on validators for their opinions and going out there and seeking these resources. Which I do admit, sometimes it's a bit hard. You know, I I don't have time to read up on every chain coming to osmosis. So I will quite often just vote abstain on um, sort of incentives, but at least I'm participating, right? By voting abstain, I'm saying I don't, I'm not educated enough to have this opinion, but I'm lowering, I'm counting towards the quorum so that other people can reach this consensus. Speakers, feel free to chime in if you wish. I just want to ask, what uh, what chains are you validating for right now? Desmos. Chihuahua, Dick, Sari on um, Polkadot, Comdex, Sifchain, Nomic, and Odin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you, got, you got it going a little bit over there. And uh, yeah, Dig, I know Jacob's liking that. <laughs> um, so uh, kind of from your from what you were saying, it sounds like you guys are, are invested in hardware. So do you guys own all the hardware for your uh, validators or for some of them? Or what, is, what does that look like? Um, so we initially started on VP and the cloud service, but my husband is uh, moving slowly to uh, bare metal. So, well, Jacob. Well, I'm not the hardware person, so I just ask questions and get the answers. So, like, I mean, I would say with that, with that part of it, um, I'm I'm curious. Uh, what what kind of configurations are you using? Like, um, it's it's moving out of the cloud. I don't think most most of the validators that I'm working with, like in the Bare Metal Alliance. And by the way, you guys are certainly invited because it sounds like you're 
getting right into the hardware aspects of things. So please, uh, if you're you and your husband would like to join our group, you know, be really, really happy to have you guys. Uh, and um, like, I'm curious what the challenges have been uh, moving out of the cloud. Well, I don't imagine he would have been challenged apart from the fact that uh, it wasn't, well, we've, we were more familiar with working with the cloud um, providers initially, but now he's moving to bare metal. I haven't really asked him what's going on, but he has an infrastructure background, so he would know what he's doing. Thank you. Good to see you back. And then uh, just a reminder, if anybody out there in the crowd has a question, uh, whether it's about you know bare metal alliance or just validator stuff or governance, um, feel free to request a mic, or if you don't want to come up stage, uh, feel free to DM one of us up here. Um, we'll ask the question for you. Um, and also just a reminder, we have that giveaway going on, and uh, I think it's up to 40 Osmo. Um, we're going to give away uh, to probably a couple people, probably four people, we'll split it up 10 Osmo each, uh, maybe eight people, five Osmo each. We got a lot to give out. Um, so DM us if you have not um, and get entered into that drawing. And just a quick shout out to the people that contributed to that um, giveaway. It was a uh, Coldy validator, consensus, consensus one validator. The Cosmos Spaces Validator, Sunshine Validation, uh, Recess Cups, and Notional DAO. Thank you very much for contributing to the pool. That was a really nice, generous little, you know, gift for everybody here. And Recess Cups, how are you doing in your um, uh, set? Are you, are you still kind of the bottom? Are you climbing? I believe Jacob had got me up to 130. 135. So I'm right there at the bottom. Last time I checked, uh, when we got into this call, about 21,000 Osmo. I'm not. I think the next step up is about 30,000 to pass. So it's it's quite a ways, but gonna keep on grinding. Yep, keep on grinding, man. Keep on grinding. And uh, and if you guys want to uh, follow these awesome validators, please please do so right now before you leave the room, so you can you know stay updated on what they're doing. And I guess that would be a this would be a good time to segue into um, Sunshine Validation and what they're doing over there. You guys got time to speak? Matt, are you still there? Did you want to speak or you want me to take this one? What time is it over there for him? It is almost 11 p.m. And I, uh, I know he's got family over for Easter, so he may be busy. But I can uh, answer that question. So uh, I'm Marty, and I'm the senior VP for marketing for Sunshine Validation. And uh, currently, we plan to be setting up a small-scale solar across multiple properties to spread out the direct impact solar has on biodiversity. The solar setups will be metered, and the metered data, the kilowatts of renewable energy made public, uh, which I mentioned before in our Discord channel. Sorry, uh, We take ownership of the property on May 5th, 2022, and we will be offsetting our carbon footprint across all our validation services um, through this, this project and initiative. And um, yeah, we also spend a lot of time uh, on our bare metal servers. And unfortunately, our dev Sean couldn't be here tonight to get into the details of the tech about that. But uh, we're really happy to be working with you guys and uh, happy to sponsor the show. Thank you so much, Marty. And uh, you can talk to them about the NFT project too, if you have time. That's what yeah, sure. So another uh, detail that I didn't uh, touch upon was 
per, a percentage of our validator node profits uh, actually go towards um, a program called Ecology. Uh, so we purchase standard carbon credits uh, to fund planting trees across Africa for future carbon sequestration. And we also uh, have helped reduce carbon and improve the efficiency of metro transport in India, as well as uh, help produce electricity from wind power in Northeast Thailand. And we plan to continue uh, funding these initiatives through our profits and validation after uh, expenses for all our servers and uh, across the networks we validate. Uh, we also are planning to launch an NFT collection that furthers the idea of solar energy. Um, we're going to have a collection of 800 NFTs and we plan to launch it or mint it on Stargaze. And the part of the, the funds from this project will be used to install a solar grid at zero cost for a local farm in southern Ontario. Uh, and I think it's a pretty amazing thing to be a part of changing uh, a family's life uh, for providing hydro for their entire uh, farm which will impact uh, multiple communities around where they, uh, they are. And the cool thing about it is the NFT holders will be a part of the Kilowatt Council or DAO, and there will be video submissions from the local farms in southern Ontario. We've already received about over 20, uh, and they'll be able to watch these videos from people that I've even seen at my local farmer's market here in Ottawa and uh, pick which farm uh, they want to help change their lives at so it, it's a pretty cool uh idea and concept and uh i love being able to give back uh, while supporting and investing in things i love thank you so much marty and i i just think that's so empowering that you guys are not only using bare metals but also you know reducing your carbon footprint something really beautiful to see in the ecosystem i, I i've never imagined that you know, that a validator would be able to do so much things like that, man. Yeah, we also uh, plan, well, we're, we're actually already validating on regen. We're just in the inactive set, but uh, we will be using a portion of the funds from the NFT collection as well to get one up and running and uh, possibly uh, the idea of uh, airdrops in regen to NFT holders, uh, as well as voting on future projects, whether it be a solar grid or other types of uh, things to help agriculture, sustainability, clean water, or um, land sequestration elsewhere. It doesn't always have to be in southern Ontario, but it can all be voted on by the DAO. So it'll get really interesting. Uh, and we're hoping to attract uh, people that really care about the environment and uh, are concerned with it going forward in the future. I mean, we just had those osmosis proposals that uh, we're talking about becoming a carbon negative, uh, carbon negative ecosystem or network, at least beginning with osmosis and uh, also the proposal for regen and uh, NCT, the nature carbon ton pool. So uh, we're really interested in that. And uh, we follow Regen pretty closely and uh, use their carbon footprint calculator uh, when we purchase our star standard carbon credits to uh, fund these initiatives. And like 
Nico was talking about, you know, it's not easy, you know, being a validator. And there's a lot of work that goes into it. And what you guys are doing, it's probably like 10 times as much, you know, 10 times more of the work. So appreciate you for all the hard work that you guys are doing. What type of, uh, or sorry, not what type of, what chains are you guys validating for? So right now, uh, we're validating for Atom, Osmo, Nom, Regen, and Huahua. And currently, we're on the active set for all the above except Regen. But when we do uh, plan to mint the NFT collection, we will be making sure that once uh, people are able to buy NFT, that it will already be in the active set. And we'll have an updated article. We already have released one. Uh, if you visit Sunshine Validation Twitter page, we have our link tree there to our Medium account. And we have two uh, of our first official articles, one for the validation services and more details about obtaining the property and solar grid uh, and the other pertaining the NFT collection and details, as well as the multiple utilities and incentives for it as, as well. Appreciate it, Marty. Appreciate it. I'm going to ask Recess if they're, all, they're available to speak. Um, you want to give yourself an intro again for the new people that are joining in? Recess. Yeah, so um, I'm Reese. I run the PB Cups Validator. I'm on DigChain and Osmosis. Uh, my main work is on the Craft Economy project where we're bringing a Cosmos IBC-enabled chain and a DAO to Minecraft and allowing it to teach people. That's where, I've, I mean, all of my time goes. I work with Notional on the SDK itself as we're working on that, uh, pulling it up. And then I handle the integration between the blockchain, the Minecraft server. I write plugins on the server itself. I do the server security. I do the hardware. And then I also do the Linux um, sysadmin work. And then pretty soon we'll be working on containerizing it so that way we can deploy with Akash and start working on the scaling solution. Uh, we just recently, within the past day or two, started a, a local in-game testnet. Uh, we started our actual SDK testnet about a month ago, I believe. And so we're, you know, we're, we're pushing along and things are looking really good. Beautiful, beautiful. And hey, guys, I'm going to actually um, spin the wheel here since we've been at it for a couple hours. So just adding one more person to the list. Um, Tricky, do you have any more people that I should add to the list? <clears throat> the last person I got is Pristine. That is the last person in my DMs, so I think we're good, sir. All right, here we go. If you guys could, just go to the Discord um, link here at the top so you guys can view it live. So, Gabe, how are we going to do this? Are we going to do four winners, eight winners, one winner? How would you like it? What do we think is best? Any vote up here from the panel? Yeah, you guys can uh, give us some advice here. I thought eight would be cool, but hey, whatever you guys want to do. No, no, okay. I guess we're gonna do eight. Here we go. First spin. We need some music for this time. I, I know. We're just on Twitter, the Twitter space, and don't see the <laughs> the wheel spinning. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's see. Oh, it, it's gonna hit Trent. Nope. Nico. Nice. It's almost there. I think. Uh, I think Nico got it. Yep. Nico. So, and and two gains while you're uh you're doing this too maybe we just have a quick little 
uh, answer for people. So Jacob, so say there's people out there that maybe want to be a part of the bare metal Alliance, or they think that they should be part of the bare metal Alliance. Uh, what do they need to do to reach out and to make it known that they're, uh, you know, a qualifying member and, uh, you know, part of the true ethos of a decentralized network? Well, I mean, basically they want to tweet photos of themselves and their computers and talk about the networks they validate. And, uh, well, that's, uh, yep, that's about it. I mean, that, that's, that's how you qualify, right? You prove that you're operating a validator at the edge of the network. Awesome, because I know we have Nyko that uh, sounds like they're operating on some some bare metal. So, um, you know, oh, they're definitely definitely invited. Yeah, so I want to get want to get the them in in the group, and so I was just you know DMing her like, hey, you know, just tweet out a pic of your uh, your machine and let us know it's you, and you know, we'll get you in the group, and, you know, start supporting each other. Hey Jacob, I wanted to ask you, um, like, what are the minimum skills that one needs in order to start validating? Like if, if someone was interested in that, where would you point them? Like where would the best educational resources be for that? Oh, oh. start validating. Okay. So the documentation completely sucks. I'm so sorry to say that. Uh, all right. The first hurdle of any validator, I was actually speaking with one of our team members about this recently. Uh, his name is Long. He, actually does a good deal of our, our like hands-on administration uh, in terms of both validating and relaying. And actually, you know, I think earlier, maybe it was this call, maybe it was another one said publicly for the first time today that we have, a, you know, an infrastructure services department actually long is leading that. Um, and so we were discussing, well, like, how do we help people get more um, exposure to this set of tasks? validating and this news uh it sucks because i think he's right ready here's crappy news the crappy news is that like the hardest part of validating is the stupidly time-consuming process of getting a node synchronized and so that's probably the place where you want to start is just um to like you know, grab any blockchain in Cosmos and um, sync it. And what that means is that you, um, you know, connect that to your computer and download the entire contents of the chain to your computer. I'm actually syncing two chains right now as we speak. Uh, did that help? Um, yeah, definitely. But like, would you say that someone would need to know like any type of coding or uh, like mainframe, like, uh, I don't know, uh, like any, like any technical skill, like what, like, you know what I mean? Uh, coding language. You, you really don't need to know how to code. Um, but Unix, I think Unix is real helpful. Um, like so, any kind of Linux experience, um, or even you know, just using Mac OS, um, that like because guys, when Windows has some 
pretty serious security pitfalls. So like if you're using Windows, you may get wrecked. There's various ways that that can happen. Um, and, you know, it's really no joke, like, uh, how do I put this? Like, I've, on, on a couple of occasions, I've been asked to assist people after a hack. And, of course, that's, like, the worst possible time. Um, and the reason that's the worst possible time is, you know, that's, that's after you can do anything about it, right? Uh, well, you know, when, once the crypto is gone, it's gone. So I suppose that one thing I'd like to say is, like, don't run Windows, like, ever. Um, as you're setting up your validator, I'm uh, really going to want to move away from Windows. A, a Mac does not make you perfectly secure, but the same thing, neither does running Linux. Security is an ongoing practice. Um, you know, like... I've, I've told people, I'll gladly tell the audience, well, I think that the thing that keeps us secure, and this will sound maybe silly, and maybe to the validators in the audience, it'll make perfect sense, is terror. The sheer terror of it. You know, like, it's, um, it's scary, and if you're scared, um, you're probably treating it right, if that makes sense. So we got three winners so far. Metabrate, Nightco29, and ATRFLZ. We're going to do another spin here. <clears throat> Sorry, no sound effects today. <laughs> Clay, Clay, where's the sound effects, dude? I got you. <laughs> whoop, whoop. All right. Almost there. I got to find my other phone. <laughs> This is a hard name to pronounce. I'm so bad with names. <clears throat> Melicidades Sally 15. Congrats. Congratulations. All right, let's spin it again. This, this, this has been a really cool space. I enjoyed it. So hopefully we get some good feedback and we can do these more often. Yeah, yeah I would love to do it weekly or regularly. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Tricky. You go ahead. No, you're good. You're good. Yeah, no, I was just going to say I would love to uh, at least have something uh, weekly, biweekly, monthly uh, concerning whether it be Bare Metal Alliance or just validators in general for this ecosystem uh, with Q&A and uh, just helping each other. I love it. I love the the talk about voting and the talk just the overall discussion about voting. It's so awesome. So, thank you for all the all the input on that. Um, it's definitely something that's evolving and and will get better. Um, so I appreciate everybody being here and all the work that they do to to make that happen. So, just wanted to say that. Hey, you're very welcome. Um, and by the way, you know, anybody in the audience ever has any questions, um, I I will say that like you know my comms are pretty much totally overloaded but twitter you send me a dm on twitter it's most likely i'll answer um i don't know why that is maybe it's the bird app is uniquely addictive but uh the bird app works for me 
How many people left we got back on that uh, spin wheel? Also, just to further add, in the Cosmos Spaces Discord, we do have a set for just all Bare Metal Alliance uh, members. So you'll be able to go there. There's a bunch of embeds with our Twitter links, a picture to the proof of our validation machines, as well as what uh, our Valiper addresses for the different chains. So like for me, it has my Dig chain, my Osmosis chain, and others have their Juno chains, uh, Cosmos chains, and Osmosis chains as well. So that way you can easily do that, as well as uh, ping us and comment your thoughts and any questions. Thanks for the reminder. Yeah, Reese did a good job of uh, getting that little section already for us. Um, just the bare metal alliance section where you kind of can have a little information on, like you said, us and just maybe even being able to reach out to validators and kind of get some questions. And, you know, if, uh, so it's a place you can always rely on to if you're looking for questions about validators or anything like that, um, come on our discord, hop in there and, you know, you'll have some validators that are really, really uh, invested in the network and would love to help you out and answer your questions. I just realized that I was on mute while I was doing like the sound effects for the wheel. <laughs> but, yeah, I was like, it was quiet. Uh, yeah, dude, I was, I was on mute. But a uh, trendy tech one. Uh, let's do another spin. <clears throat> ding, 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 ding. Here we go. Almost there. And the winner is. Oh, maybe Jay smiles. Let's see where it lands. Nope. Pristine Indigo. Lazuli. And it's funny. Pristine Indigo 7. And that's actually the seventh one. So we got one more person. Here we go. Here goes the final one. And thanks again for everyone that pulled in the Osmo for this giveaway. Okay, almost, almost, almost. Oh my goodness. Sylvie Corp, maybe? Nope. And Andres Tigome, 18. Congrats. Congratulations. All right. So we will, we will uh, DM you guys. Um, <clears throat> just because we don't want to get scammed. So we're going to DM all you guys. Thank you. Congrats to all the winners. Congratulations. Five. Thank uh, you. <laughs> yeah, <it's your> <laughs> Thank you to everyone who came too. It was a nice audience tonight. Yeah, it was fun. Thank you guys so much. Good turnout. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the IBC Gang Bare Metal Alliance Validators AMA recorded on Friday, April 15th, 2022. This episode of The Ether was brought to you by Talus. Talus Protocol is the NFT platform for independent artists on Terra. Talus helps to provide artists with the tools and resources needed to transition from traditional art into the NFT world. With their V1 launch coming soon, Talus will be the place to see real-world art reflected on Terra. Be sure to join their Telegram and follow Talus on Twitter for updates on their roadmap, validator, and other Talus news. Find your next favorite artist on talus.art. This episode of The Ether was also brought to you by Orbital Command, a community validator on Terra dedicated to educating, expanding, and promoting the lunatic community. Have you heard about the new Terra Invest Strategy Discord server Orbital Command spun up? 
If you're looking for a chill place to chat about different Luna stacking strategies or looking for some alpha or if you're trying to find the best UST farms or even if you just have a quick question you need answered, be sure to stop by TIS and say hi to the Orbital Command gang. Hell, I'm even in there sometimes when I'm not editing hours of CFI spaces. You can find me in that server chatting about NFTs and answering basic Terra Luna questions. The link to the server is in the show notes and for more information, check out orbitalcommand.io. Terra Spaces appreciates the support from all our sponsors. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. Well, we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third, I open wide, checking out the scene. Laser beam focused, star scream jokers. Living off the fat of the people they approach. Tell me what happens when the land fights back. With the cliffs at our backs, make the last stand matter. No one ever planned for the famine on deck. We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger. Sitting in a little den, envision in the middle men. Listen to the fatal man play a little ditty then. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian. Lost in the maze, trying to make the next bubble billion. Little den envision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion Vision in the middle men, listen to the fiddle man, play a little ditty then, talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian, lost in the maze trying to make the next billion. Channel spaces.